Hey there. Thank you for joining us for Six Degrees of Study, an uneducational podcast. Today, we have Sarah Wilkinson, Community Engagement Coordinator at Ronald McDonald House Foster, and Sarah has a Bachelor of Social Science from the University of Newcastle. We want to show you how it's highly likely there's only six degrees of separation between you, the career, and the life you want. This is a Six Degrees podcast. Welcome, Sarah. It's Thank just you. such a wonderful thing to have you here doing a podcast. I know your name, Sarah Wilkinson, will be known by lots of people in the community for lots of different reasons. Yes. So, of course, we're connecting it with your studies and where those studies have taken you. But thank you so much for making time to come in because I know you're an incredibly busy person. Oh, and, thank you. Um, it's a bit really of an honour to be asked to be here. So, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, I guess for those that don't know Sarah Wilkinson, just tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, what your yeah. life looks like right now and, um, yeah, your, um, your, your focus that you're on right now. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly have had lots of ups and downs in life um, and at the moment I'm um, in such a good space. I'm working for Ronald McDonald House Charities down at the Family Retreat in Foster and I'm absolutely lo- loving it. I keep saying that it feels like a volunteer job because it feels more like a love job than anything else. Um, so I'm absolutely um, loving being there. Um, and yeah, it's an organisation that is very close to my heart after losing my daughter a, a, a little over 18 months ago. And so, um, yeah, to be able to do something that makes a difference and gives back to the community and, and supports families that have been in similar circumstances to me to give them a chance to have um, a breakaway um, mm. for a week's holiday down in beautiful Foster and and just sort of have that time to spend with one another and reconnect and 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 make some really treasured memories is really, really special. So I feel really, really honoured to be able to do that role. And as a part of that role, I get to go out in the community and and share the story of what the retreat um, does, the impact it has for families and, um, and yeah, be able to connect with other people in the community that really care about the place that they live in um, and support um, and support the community as well. So, yeah, I'm just loving it. I just actually came here today from a volunteer event um, that we had and we were talking about the role that volunteers play um, in community in, – in Australia and community organisations and – and, um, and so, yeah, there's so many facets of my role that, um, that, yeah, bring a smile to my face. So I'm absolutely, yeah, yeah, loving it. It, it sounds like it totally brings together a lot of your past experiences and your qualifications, your past job roles have always, from what I've known, have been community focused. So it's mm. really brought it all together for you. So. Yes. It's, it's one of those jobs that if you told me when I finished, like when I was doing Year 12, that I would be working um, in, in an organisation like Ronald McDonald House doing um, community fundraising and engagement, I would have thought, really? That's, how do I get there? <laughs> Sounds amazing, but how do I get there? And, um, and I think that's one of those things with, um, with school, you sort of get out. I remember it was a, it was an actual book that you looked through of all the different kind of jobs you could do and the types of qualifications that you needed yeah. in order to get there. And, um, and at that point in time, I honestly didn't believe in myself that I would have been able to get where I am. And, and it's not that I'm, I'm reaching enormous success, but I think success is a, is something that is definitely open to interpretation to the individual. It's not monetary success for me. It's all about the heart and, um, going to work and, and leaving at the end of the day going, wow, 
I'm I, I, I'm loving my job and I and I feel so happy to be here and I feel like I'm adding a benefit. So to me that's what's important. Yeah, that's true success when you can be really positive about what you do and, and love it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you were talking about when you're in year twelve and looking through that book of careers. Mm. So Often in these podcasts we show that there is a totally uh, winding path to get to where you end up. Mm. So when you were Sarah in Year 12, what, what were you thinking of doing? And first off, did you go straight to uni out of Year 12? Or No. So when I was in Year 12 I was always um, a um, like a studious student. I always had a bit of a uh, – I talked too much in class and always my reports said that I – um, I needed if I concentrated a bit more, I'd do much better. <laughs> um, but to be honest, I don't think that um, that traditional education values communication skills. <laughs> True. <laughs> and um, I was definitely a talker and a relationship builder, that's for sure. And so um, at school, I wanted to, I, I actually wanted to be a lawyer when I first like picked my subjects for those senior years. And um, everyone would say, oh, why do you want to be a lawyer? And I wanted to work in family law because I wanted to to help people and, and make a difference. And that's where I saw that I could do that. And um, over time, I, I did legal studies and sort of some other courses that um, I did Aboriginal studies as well and a bit of history and those sort of humanities types of courses. And, and I think really probably Aboriginal, doing Aboriginal studies at school was um, incredibly insightful. Um, like my my um, upbringing had always been open about um, the truth of um, how Australia was formed, but that really sort of brought home the perspective of actually there's a lot more when you look under the surface. And so mm. I wanted to do something that um, really contributed in that in that sort of um, for people that weren't necessarily getting access to the opportunities that they should have. And, um, um, and then, yeah, so I wanted, I decided I wanted to do some sort of social work or something like that. Um, I actually decided deliberately I didn't want to work um, specifically in an Aboriginal um, role because I didn't feel like um, that was my role to do because mm. I feel like that really should be um, the Aboriginal community should um, hold those positions in their community. So, um, I um, decided to, yeah, study in um, – I wanted to work in social work and at the time I wasn't quite sure if I'd get the marks that I needed to get into social work at uni and um, I'd met a boy at school and we <laughs> fell in love. We're still together. We actually <gasps> celebrated our 20-year anniversary the other oh. day. Um, so high school romances can last. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I decided and family for me was really important. It's just me and my dad at home and I knew that by leaving and going and studying away, um, he would be on his own and I really valued staying home with him and I wanted to, to be there. So I decided um, that I wouldn't go to uni mm -hmm. and I would go and study TAFE um, mm -hmm. because it gave me a pathway to do um, at that time I, I started to um, get a passion for youth work and I wanted to work with young people because I saw that um, they were the voice of um, of the now and the future, not just um, and and there was a lot of passion there that I wanted to sort of support and and um, and unlock. And so um, I started to study at TAFE in Port Macquarie, and I would travel up there and I would work. Um, I would do my studies for three days, and then I would work the other days. And I, I literally turned up at TAFE and said, "I have nowhere to stay. Does anyone?" Anyone put me up and actually it led to me meeting my best friend, which was lovely. And um, and so I just did that for two years 
And from there, I was um, through that um, course, I actually started doing work experience at Homebase Youth Service. And I'd already volunteered for them as a um, young person in high school. Mm -hmm. And so um, I naturally did my work placement with them and I was really um, passionate about what they were doing down there in Foster. And so I wanted to to yeah, help them out in any way I could. So I started doing work placement and um, they liked me so much they wanted to keep me on. So um, I then started a traineeship in youth work down there as well before I finished my diploma at, um, at Port Macquarie. So, um, so yeah, I, I ended up um, working with a, a guy down there called um, Bo and he had he he's a um, academic. He works now for, in Darwin for the university there, and he he is just at home at at university. And he sort of challenged me on a few different views and perspectives I had, and one of those was was about going to uni. And I'd always sort of dreamed of going to university. Um, my my nonna actually always used to say, "Oh, you go to university one day, won't you?" And I said, "Oh, yes, yes, I will, I will." <laughs> and um, but as I as I'd sort of got to those final stages, I'd sort of thought, "No, no, I'm happy to do this." And and so I'd sort of let go of that dream. And I and and so Bo and I would have these conversations, and I, we would. Ch- solve all the problems of the world in our <laughs> conversations. And I sort of thought, I want to think like Bo. I want to have that critical mind that makes me sort of question what what's behind things and the reasons behind things. And I and so I thought, no, I I myself deserve a university degree. I, I'm smart enough um, and I want to do this for myself, whether it's a, a career path or whether it's just for my own self. Mm. Um, I just wanted to do it. And I could see that in my sector that there was a difference between roles that had a, de- a degree level qualification as compared to a, a diploma level at TAFE. So I wanted to reach for that higher level. So, mm. yeah, I enrolled in at Newcastle University um, to do a, um, a bachelor's degree in social science. Um, and that's now a few years after, after you'd finished year 12 because like Yes. Your diploma at TAFE took you about four years, did you say? So, yes, yeah, so I did. Um, the diploma at TAFE took two years. Oh, well um, done. That was full time. Yep. So, um, and then I did the um, youth work traineeship, which was a year. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was about three years out of school. So I, I entered as a mature age student mm. um, and, and they took into consideration all of the um, studied I'd already done, but as well as my work experience as well, which was all a part of my application. Yeah, so you got quite a few units off your study, I guess. Like it saved you some time, which it is did. always such a bonus. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. And to me, I think I, I actually really um, value the pathway that I took because um, the TAFE um, diploma gave me that practical experience. I was mm. able to really... Um, yeah, see how things worked on the ground and they they get you to do work experience and things like that where you're actually embedded in organizations and and actually have real life projects that you're working on. Mm. And then that and then doing the university degree, it really then 
added on to that, that critical thinking and those research skills and things like that, that um, even though I did a little bit of that in the diploma, it really took it to that next level in the degree. Yeah. Mm. So were you still working while you were studying your degree? Were you yes. able to still balance both those things while yes. that was going on? I think back to those days and I'm like, how did I survive? So at times I was doing a full-time study workload and working 30 hours a week at a, as a, and I ended up, um, by that stage, I'd applied within Homebase for the youth development officer role. So I was working in that role. Um, plus I was studying, um, yeah, sometimes I didn't quite do a full load, which would be four subjects in, Mm. um, the social science degree, but I did three subjects, um, for some, for some semesters. Yeah. That's still quite a load when you're doing 30 hours of work. It was. It was quite a load and um, I didn't have kids at that stage and so I was um, I, I was able to prioritise uni at home um, and so, yeah, but it was very busy and I decided to go to Newcastle Uni because I really respected the, the I suppose, the academic level that they had down there um, and while I had considered distance education, I really felt like personally I needed a sense of accountability and to go. And I wanted also a little bit of that, um, like that sense of community that you get from going to class and and meeting with the other students and the university itself. So Yeah, that that university experience and that social part that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mind you, I don't think I ever went to like the bar on the hill (laughs) in my time of study. Um, I think I went before and after but not during while I was studying. So, yeah, that was quite ironic. But um, but no, I I really – my heart was set on Newcastle Uni. Yeah. And so I would physically travel down sometimes three times a week to go to lectures and tutorials. I would sit there um, at the time of the release of the tutorials – and tutorials, the preferred tutorials would always like sell out within minutes and I would often miss out. So then I would have to email my my lecturers and say, can you please squeeze me into this time because I'm coming from Foster and I travel down just for that. And, um, and, it was, and sometimes they would squeeze me in and sometimes they wouldn't. So yeah, there was, there was some semesters where I was going down three times a week and then, and plus working, plus studying, plus, um, yeah. So yeah. You, you didn't try to snag the accommodation option in Newcastle like Port Macquarie had. <laughs> no, I did. We, by that stage I had a few friends down there. So, yeah. um, I did sometimes stay overnight on someone's floor somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was a busy, it was a busy time. <laughs> And you were still at home base all the way through that degree? Like yes. Right, right till you finished, you were still there? Uh, so no. So I ended up um, partway through my degree, I um, ended up leaving home base. I, can't, I think it might have been – so it took me four years to finish my, um, my degree. So I think about halfway through I ended up leaving and I moved at that stage to council, to Tari Council. So, um, so yeah, I um, – I just have to – to say like while you were at, at um, youth base at Foster, I just loved you did commotion by the ocean, and I just love that name. Like it's the <laughs> best youth festival name ever. Oh, it was it, so and they much were fun. great days. And yes, well done you because that <laughs> that really brought a lot of young people together from all around the mid coast. So yeah, yeah it's fantastic. I do look on those days with lots of fondness because. 
Um, at the time, there wasn't really a youth music scene in Foster. It was it was very underground, and there wasn't young people didn't have an opportunity to get out and perform. And and so yeah, things like Commotion by the Ocean and King of the Crater and the Battle of the Bands. I remember we um, we worked on that one together for a bit. That was yeah. that that to me I, that was one of my favourite events because um, seeing all these young bands that would that have never recorded anything before and um, and they would want to they'd record something in their garage and I think the top prize was some recording time with Kev. <laughs> I forgot. I actually forgot about yeah. that. And, yeah. Um, and yeah. they would – that was coveted. They really wanted that. <laughs> so it was it was so much fun, although there was a couple of hairy moments where some of the venues we had to try and squeeze into because there was nothing that was ever 100% suitable. Yeah. And when you have young people behind a microphone, a few expletives might have crept out and I'd have to deal with the complaints the next week. But <laughs> – but it was so important because it was. it was the only venues were pubs and clubs. So exactly. It, at least it gave space for for those younger guys to play, which was so important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I have a lot of um, oh yeah, a lot of good memories of those days. And yeah. yeah. So from there you went to council. Finished yes. A, finished a degree while you're at council, and and yes. the job at council was. So it actually required me to have the degree in order to get um, the role. So I had it was a temporary position as the community development officer at um, at Greater Tarry City Council. So I um, yeah was obviously working towards my degree mm-hmm. and um, while I was there, um, so I did the temporary role for um, I think um, a couple of – it was a couple of months in and then they, and they made it full-time because it was a part-time role so it went to full-time and um, – and because it was a temporary role, they then ended up deciding to make it a um, a, a full-time permanent position and they incorporated a road safety officer component, like a project officer component into that. So I, I had the community um, development role plus um, I did two days road safety as a part of that initial position. And um, That sounds a little stressful. <laughs> I can't imagine those two things tying together, but hey. No, well, I mean, the foundations were the same. It was all about um, project work and, and I suppose, managing projects and things like that and relationship building. And that was really, and, and I suppose the research side of things was also key in that. And so, yeah, I was able to, to demonstrate that, that that was all joined together. But yeah. Very different philosophies in in the approach between road safety and um, (laughs) I must admit I did find that component a challenge and I did go off at one stage and have a baby and um, when I came back I said the person who had taken over the road safety component of that role um, was fantastic (laughs) and I was like there is no way I'm ever taking that job from you. (laughs) You need to keep doing that. So I ended up doing... um, my role part time, and Chris actually is still the road safety officer at council. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you, yeah. You recruited really well yeah, for that role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and then I ended up um, uh, over a, a period. I a lot of things through my role was based on talking to people and building relationships. And I had sort of got a lot of feedback from community members that I'd put a face to council that um, they they sort of saw us as this organisation that was a bit, um, yeah, a faceless organisation that they didn't know who they would they could talk to when they needed something. And 
Um, and so I ended up, um, yeah, putting a business case forward to the councils at the time to consider um, a community engagement position, mm-hmm. um, which was more about um, getting the community's voice to influence the decisions that council was making and council supported that. And so then, yeah, I was then juggling community development and community engagement and my role went back up to full time. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's sort of, um, I feel really passionate about community engagement and public participation. And that's probably a theme that really um, was in my university degree that yeah. I would always choose um, subjects that had some sort of focus on um, giving people a voice. Mm-hmm. And um, funnily enough, there was a community engagement role, um, uh, sorry, um, subject that I wanted to do. And um, as a part of my degree, you got to pick a major. And my and the major I really wanted to do was public policy because that's where I saw the greatest influence. And I had picked all of the subjects needed to complete that, that particular, um, yeah, major. But then uh, the final stage... Um, I wanted to do this community engagement um, subject and they said, no, that doesn't count towards public mm. policy. <laughs> and I was like, isn't that essential? <laughs> yeah. How can you make policy if yeah. you're not going to engage the community? <laughs> so mm. I ended up, um, I think I ended up being able to swindle some things and I still did that course but it went towards a different major and so my major isn't in public policy, it was in um, humanities. So yeah, so I still did the course, but I just had to pick a different major. That kind of sounds appropriate that your major is in humanities because yeah. that, that is seems like the direction of your career and your yes, life. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> so did you ever think, oh, I should have been doing this law degree that you're going to do back in year 12 when you're thinking I'm going to be a lawyer? Oh. Like, was that a path that you wish you had have taken or are you quite no. happy where you, <laughs> the path that you've been on? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm so glad that, um, yeah, my, my career pathway has ended up where it is. I, I feel um, at each stage, like it's set me with really good foundations at each step. So mm. Um, like I said, with the, with the TAFE stuff, like I've made friendships through that course that have lasted, um, yeah, a a lifetime. And, um, and I was able to build local connections with my community through that course that, um, that were invaluable. And, um, and then those organisations that I was then connected with then gave me the chance to sort of apply my skills and, continue to deepen those connections Mm. um and and yeah and and then I was really proud to work for council um because I felt like that that organization had a role of leadership in the community and um and I wanted to sort of help carriage that um within um community projects to help carry things forward so yeah yeah so I feel like each step was really essential to where I'm at and then with being at Ronald McDonald House Charities, like that's a, a very left turn for me. Um, but it all all the skill sets still apply. And then through my own personal experience of um, of losing my daughter, I've experienced um, what Ronald McDonald House Charities means to families. Yeah. And so I can then combine um, that personal and and my professional to um, to yeah really really make something that. Um, yeah, I'm so happy doing. That you feel so connected to and, and I can imagine the support you would give to families. Like there's nothing better than if you're going through something, being able to talk to someone that's been through that that same 
you know, yeah. issue in their life. You, it's very hard to talk to someone that can't understand where you're coming from. So Yeah, I think like I, I do um, think that it gives me a perspective um, to families obviously with with um, with how, how we sort of manage things and often mm. um, like particularly bereaved families just being sensitive to those sorts of um, things. But I also think that everybody is an individual as well and everybody um, deals with things individually and I really, um, I, I really value hearing those those individuals' voices. And like this last week, I actually recorded a family story um, of a family that had come and stayed at the retreat, and um, I just felt a complete sense of honour in being able to record that story for that family. And I understood that it's really hard to into black and white the things that you've been through mm. and um, and I think in that sense that's where it helped me and I don't necessarily they don't necessarily need to know my background but it's just having that sense of understanding um, that that helps and, and for me personally it, it really helps me as well because mm. um, I needed to to change my course in my career to do something that um, really brought sense to what I'd been through and to losing my daughter and so it's sort of um, allows me every day for her to be front and centre with what I'm doing and and it's like I get to spend every every day with her um, yeah. creating those memories for other families and and she loved going to Ronald McDonald House yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so um, I can just hear her giggle and her excitement at doing that that um, that yeah it it really. It's it's such a it's such a privilege to be able to do it. Yeah, you mm. really feel like you've landed in in a, in a good place mm. from from all of that that you've been yes. through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if someone had have told you back when you were in year ten, year eleven, you know, some words of advice that Sarah should have listened to and followed, would there have been anything that you th- wish someone had have told you back then that you'd go, oh, if I only had have known that. Oh, there's probably a couple of things actually, but probably first and foremost is believe in yourself. Like you don't have to be a genius in order to go to university. There are so many pathways to help you get there. And once you're there as well, there's so much support and and just asking for help um, if you if you need it. Like different people are always going through different circumstances and just reaching out and just if you if you're struggling um, to ask for that help. Um, and and yeah, believe in yourself. Like uh, having a having a degree, I think is a. Um, it's I mean, it's not an essential component to life, but it's also something that can be really proud of personally. And um, and if it's something that you're thinking of, um, yeah, I would encourage. I would have encouraged my 16 year old self to go. No, you you can do it. You are smart enough, and you can you can do it. So. Um, and I, I end up, I wasn't an A-grade student at school by far. And, um, but when I was working on something I was passionate about, um, it really made the difference with my grades. And I think in my whole um, degree, I ended up getting one P and and the rest was either credits, um, distinctions or a high distinction. So, um, and I was really proud of that. And it, it yeah. does make a difference when you're, when you're passionate about what you're working on um, to to sort of unlock something within you that you didn't realise was there. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It really is finding that passion point of, yes. of what really does interest you and drive you. Mm. And, um, you know, you can take different um, different paths to find that too. I, yeah. just, I think you don't always have to know exactly at every moment in time whether you're on the right path. Just 
just keep on the path and look out for what's around, I think. And yeah, yeah, you sometimes find these weird synergies where things come together, like with with me with with working at Ronald McDonald House. It's like all these things come together and it all of a sudden meshes. So yeah. just just follow your heart. If you if you believe you can, if you believe in yourself, you can do it. It's, yeah. I remember when I was at high school. I, <laughs> there's a saying um, that I've I actually had written up on my wall when I was a teenager, and it was there's a lot of I in initiative. And it came from um, a teacher that um, he was one of my favourite teachers at school. He was actually the teacher for Aboriginal Studies at um, Foster High and he'd written initiative on the board and I just looked at it and went, wow, there's a lot of eyes in initiative. And he looked at me and he said, mmm, there is, isn't there? Isn't that? <laughs> and that's, like, oh, I've just come up with my own motto. <laughs> It's such a nice twist on the, you know, no I in team, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of I in initiative. I exactly, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I suppose the other thing that um, that I probably wish I would have known before I went and did my degree was um, understanding the foundations of research and essay writing before you get there. Like I remember getting the books and things that you had to get at the start of um, your, your degree and I sort of skipped over that and it wasn't until I got into the depths of my degree that I actually really took notice of that sort of stuff and just sort of those fundamentals really make a difference to um, I suppose taking what you're wanting to say to another level and and probably to give you better marks and things like that at the end of the day um, just to sort of understand those foundations and there's lots of um, people out there to support you to find that as well yeah um and like I'm sure through um Tari universities there'd be people you can tap into that can help you how to how do you structure your research so that it's so you can make the most of your time and um those sort of um foundations would be really helpful yeah that that bit around doing an essay and time management Mm. some of the critical things but yeah we do have lots of people that yeah, can support students when they yeah. get to that point. So mm. yeah, I'm I'm also very privileged to have the job I've got. So <laughs> um, I'm loving what I'm doing in the community as well. Mm. But thank you so much, Sarah. I've um, really enjoyed hearing your journey, and I know your journey will continue. You've still got lots of time ahead of you, so I'm sure you'll branch onto other amazing things. Um, and, and maybe grow Ronald McDonald House even more, I'm not sure. But, you know, <laughs> I know that whatever you do, it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much no. for, for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. I feel really honoured to um, sit across from you as well. I've often admired <laughs> the work that you do. <laughs> and um, and I think that, um, yeah, I, I we actually caught up for coffee a couple of months ago and I said, how do you find the time to do this? And you're like, oh, I don't knit. And I was <laughs> like, thank God you don't knit because our community would be a very different place if you did. <laughs> yeah, I don't plan on taking up knitting anytime soon. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Six Degrees podcast. This podcast is produced by Upbound Business Consultants and is brought to you by Tari University's campus. Based on the New South Wales Barrington Coast, TUC is a hub for supporting distance education study for university students with campus facilities, mentoring, postgrad career opportunities and more. If you'd like to share your story, you can send us an email at podcast at tariuni.org.au and let us know your unconventional road to a degree. Until next time.